This episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast is brought to you by our proud sponsor, FND. FND, we're more than just clothing. We are the culture, we are the people, we are you. Visit us at FND.com. That's E F E N D E E.com. To save 10% on all purchases, use coupon code Samurai Pro at checkout. I'm asking you this. You one of the niggas who, who be out there trying to make the little big, you, you out there trying to make the big O? No, I can't do that. I know I can't do it because I've tried. <laughs> that shit is difficult, fam. I ain't got the lung capacity for that shit. You don't have lung capacity to suck that much. And then. No, see, I just see. I, that's the thing with you. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm the problem on that one. Uh, that was that was me. I can soundly I can soundly say that was on me. I set you up for it, and I'm wrong for that. I'm wrong for that. I'm getting better with time. You know what I'm saying? Smoke some bitch. TK. Hold up. Talking about. P.H. real nigga, polo, fuck that heel figure Made myself a ghetto star, on the slab, sipping bar Smoking weed, selling white, and mother nigga shit don't come back right That's how niggas get pop, trying to get the cheaper price Watch your paper, guard your life Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages And those in between and outside of those constructs The Samurai Professionals proudly present to you The greatest podcast in the world <laughs> it's your okay. boy Young Saint, Cuff Daddy, Charles Flex Xavier, Dat Man Beyond, Young Matches Malone, Dion Slanders, Petty Pendergrass, Mr. Two-Faced. It's villain season, remember? And the man to the right of me can only be. Oh man, dude. I ain't get no kind of warning. <laughs> I can't match that energy right now, fam. Damn. <laughs> It's Nacho Man Candy Savage, Lord of the Wings, Job in the Cut, the Wholesome Dude, Fat Boy Slim, Grits and Gravy, the F and F and D, one half of this POD. He is I and I am him, Slim with the Tilted Brim. It's Frank. Let's chop it up. Let's chop it up. As y'all that can was hear, a hell Frank, of an intro, fam. Hey, you know, I feel like I feel like it's time to, you know, sometimes you got to shake shit up. You know, you got to shake the table a little bit. That last part, did you get that from the Universal Soul Circus? That's what it reminded me of. Uh, Children I, uh, of all you ages. Want, you want you want the truth? <laughs> I got it. From, Actually, yeah, I got yeah. it from. I got it from uh, from Degeneration X. <laughs> oh, okay. Remember okay, he okay. would do. He would go, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Degeneration X proudly presents to you the six-time tag team champions of the world, the Road Dog Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws. You know that shit. So yeah, that's kind of where I got that. <laughs> okay, okay. Nigga was on a on a on a YouTube. That's journey. when wrestling was the shit. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah. Wrestling has different golden ages, but that one is is my golden age. The attitude. What you talking about? Like when we was in middle school, like that time period, right? That was to me when it was at its peak. Where we were all just walking down the, talking to our homeboys, walking down the hallway, telling each other to suck it. <laughs> Suck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Let me Boy, tell you, it would 
it would always be that one nigga that would do that. You'd be like, bro, let that shit. Like, that nigga would just, he'd do it too much. Like, all right, my nigga, like. Because whenever he did it, it never landed good. Like, <laughs> if you're going to do it right, let the conversation develop. Like, let everybody get into the conversation. And then hit him with the, it doesn't matter. They just come and just say it after every line. And it's like, dog, you're milking the fuck out that joke. And it's no longer funny. Like, yeah, niggas, niggas took it too far. I remember when a nigga did it to a, a teacher one day. Yeah, she asked a question and he asked it back. And he was like, it doesn't matter. And it just because we're assholes, funniest shit ever. Funniest see, shit ever. That's the good timing. Like, nobody see it coming. That's 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 the beauty behind it. If nobody see it coming, you're good. Yeah. He got CSI for like three days, but he, he earned, earned it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We appreciated him for the moment. It's almost like a this dick joke. It's best when they don't see it coming. <laughs> they just sound like rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, dude, it's, it's consent across the board around here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Niggas just sneaking in dick jokes. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, what's good, fam? How your week been, boss? My week is good, man. My week is good. Can't complain. Got shit done. Got shit done. That's that's literally been the the motto. Of the, the motto of my week's been get shit done. Push past it. There's always gonna be some stupid ass obstacle. Get shit done. Um, how 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 are you? As you, as the listeners can hear, you know you coming from Samurai Pro Studio via location. What location are you at, bro? I'm in Houston right now. Just flown in earlier today. Hey man, I, I'm 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 still pissed with you for not inviting me. Nigga work from home. Nigga could have brought my laptop. You know what I'm saying? We could have chilled yeah. over the weekend. I I don't because I ain't need you. If you go to do your little conference and shit, I don't need you. I I heck, hit me up after. We'll swing. We'll, we'll do what we got to do. <laughs> That's crazy. But you know, man. as much as we talk about Houston, no, we don't talk about Houston much on the pod. We talk about Houston in the group chat. Oh, yeah, we definitely talk about Houston in the group chat. Okay. So my wife don't know how much we like Houston. I'm about to no, say. No, we, we, don't, we don't like Houston. We love Houston. Houston has produced, <laughs> continues to produce, <laughs> constantly is always making, and the bodies are ever evolving. Houston makes some of the best-looking women to ever grace God's green earth. I stand on it. I I don't know. We literally in our group chat, we literally just send each other, hey, look, another one, Houston. <laughs> like we'll we'll send it. We we'll just say Houston TX. Like that's exactly how we only gotta that's one of the first things we do. It. Once you send over a bad one, it's like, let me where's she at? Oh, Houston. <laughs> right? It it only makes sense. It's so bad. It's so bad that my explore page, one of the tabs at the top just says Houston, Texas, and I've never looked it up. I've never looked it up. The algorithm just realized, like, hey, you know, he, you know, he like, he like holds from Houston. <laughs> Send it to him. <laughs> it don't even really. It's it's the location. It don't even say holds from Houston. It's just the location. You click the location, nothing but holes. <laughs> the baddest too. It's not just holes. It's the baddest. It because it don't make sense, bro. It's something in the water. You know, you know what they say. It's just something in the it's water. It's gotta be. It's got to be something that they making out there, something in the barbecue, something that they... I could see why Drake always talked about coming down here. Oh, you can? How was it? I mean, you know, you only been there a little while, but you fresh off the plane. What you saw? 
I mean, it's it's lived up to the Instagram page. I mean, it's ass everywhere. God bless it. That's why I'm fucking pissed that you went without me. <laughs> I know, man. My bad. I know my wife is going to hear this. She's going to be like, it's so Houston, huh? Because she used to feel like that about Atlanta. I used to be like, hey, I got to go to Atlanta. She'd be like, why you have to go back to Atlanta? It's like, because that's where the work at. But she know the big booty women in Atlanta, too. So she's like, I it's don't funny. know if I want you going there. I guess maybe because she she grew up in Miami, so she feel a little bit more accustomed to competing with the big booty women in Miami because it ain't like they don't got them. Like, let's not do that. It's different though. It's like, it's it is it's a stallion difference. You know what I'm saying? Like see, it's something you feel me. It, it's I mean, yeah, we got big booties in Miami, but it's things thick in th- Texas. It's just when the thighs, it's just the way the thigh, it's something about that curvature when the thigh the meets asses, the bottom of the, the thighs ass. And ass match in Texas. Oh, it don't man. always match in Miami. Whew, I just want to take a deep breath on that one. Man, that's just God bless it, really. To be honest, <laughs> that's it. That's all I gotta say. God bless it, you know. Um, but yeah, man, I see you got a double bed. You know, want to sleep on, want to fuck on. Do your thing, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you said that to get me killed. I know you did. That's why I'm not even gonna respond to it. No, it's just the way that that one side of that one bed look a little ruffled. But you said you just got there. I just didn't understand why. Are you really trying to get me hurt? You know, my wife has been catching up on all the podcasts. She is. She's really close. Cause she she commented on reg- on recent shit. I'm like, oh shit, okay, she's catching up. I got to remember what I said in the last the episode. The other day she called me. She called me questioning me about something I said like on four episodes ago. I'm like, I said that? I'm like, what did Marvin say to make me say that? Because I don't, I don't remember that conversation. See, people think because we record it and we like we record it, edit all that other shit. Let me tell you, once we push it out to the world, it's y'all's. Like my brain is like, okay, done. I'm already working. Like when we finish recording, I'm probably already working on the next episode. Like that's how the brain works. Like okay, done. Next. Right. So I don't have it anymore. So when you ask me, when people ask me shit, they be like, oh, you just you just recorded. I told them, I'm like a lot of times I don't remember what I talked to him about. Exactly. Since you in Houston. Beyonce's from Houston. Have you seen this preview of this movie called Swarm? Swarm. It sounds Swear like a God. horror movie. It, it's, so that's what it seems to be. It's about this crazy fan who's a part of, she's a, she's a part of this fan base called The Swarm, a.k.a. The oh, Beehive. okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's supposed to be coming on, on Prime TV. It come out... Um, I want to say March 17th, but it's like this, like there, there's a part where she's holding like a sledgehammer. It kind of reminded me of what's that movie? Misery. Misery. And the nigga, he's crawling Misery's away. It's a good movie. It is a good movie, but it's, it's, it's like a black misery, but it's all about the fact that she is a swarm member. And I guess he didn't <laughs> like her. And she started to like freak out. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. You know what? If you had to remake the movie Misery, that's probably your best angle. Uh, a, a music fanatic finally capturing their artist and saying, make an album or some shit. Hmm. <laughs> make an album. I don't know. If, I don't even know if she captures that person. I think he just, the nigga didn't, he wasn't part of the swarm and she wasn't fucking with it. Oh, okay. 
they should remake Misery and do it like that. A music artist gets captured. Certain things, certain things don't need to be remade. Certain things should be remade though. Okay. I'm like right. Spawn. They need to remake Spawn. They need to bring that back. They gotta bring Michael J. White back if they're gonna do it. Uh, yeah, if they're gonna do it, bring him back. He still he still looked the part. It was a horrible movie though. Spawn? Yes. Yeah, that's why they gotta run it back. Cause I <laughs> okay. mean, that's that's great intellectual property, but y'all didn't do the best job with it. <sighs> we'll see. You've seen that video on on Instagram and Twitter of dudes randomly getting flowers. Like they're being interviewed. And I don't know the topic that they're supposed to be interviewed on, but in the middle of the interview, the producer hands them the flowers and they're getting a genuine reaction <clears throat> of receiving flowers. And that's the real purpose of the interview. So for example, let's say I'm telling you, hey Marvin, come, I want your opinion on this restaurant. And in the middle of me talking to you about the restaurant, I hand you a bouquet of flowers. Now I get to see a recorded live, genuine emotion of you receiving the flowers. And people are kind of taken aback how the dudes are reacting about getting the flowers. Because you have the dude, he's sitting there, he's talking or whatever. And then out of nowhere, you see a hand reaching, handsome some flowers. And he's like, oh, is this for me? And they're smiling. They even sniffing the flowers and doing shit like that. And they even go in the story like, yo, you know, nobody's ever given me flowers. Like one dude was like, look, I done, I done gotten two degrees. I done graduated from, you know, military boot camp and all this shit. And nobody giving me anything. And I thought it was dope that it showed that men do appreciate this shit. So let me ask you, have you ever gotten flowers from a, from anybody? Um, I've, I've never received flowers. Uh, and I, I, it sounds more like it was a metaphor for just like, I don't know, maybe it was just gift giving or just showing gratitude in a certain way. I don't know. Cause we don't really, men don't really, men don't really have a day. Like women have a lot of days. They have their birthdays. They have, we listen, they have their birthdays. They have Christmas. They have Valentine's day. They have mother's day. Niggas barely get, niggas don't even really get father's day. What she do? She buy you a two set and give you something to fix. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you don't even really get that day. They don't even really let you watch basketball. On, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't, it's never really your day. So it, it's nice to be appreciated. Now, on the flip side, we'll get back to your point. On the flip side, in your original scenario, you invite me to dinner. And when we get to dinner, you stop and you hand me flowers. I'm going to think you're trying to fuck me. And I'm going to be like, okay, Frank, what's the issue? What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> now, we can still be friends after this. We can still be friends, but I need to let you know that's not for me. I, I know we done got close over the years, but you know, what y'all do over there at y'all house, cool. Don't involve me. <laughs> well, trust, if I ever hand you flowers, I promise you I'm not trying to get in your drawers. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. We go ahead I and wear get boxer that briefs. Out now. I wear boxer briefs. It's only meant for one dick in here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it's made. But I, I do, I do. I could imagine how, how that could be like, so it was like multiple men like just reacting to it. Did they do it like one? Yeah, I want to say it was like four or five dudes. And I bet you all of them were like, were, did anybody? All of them were appreciative. They all smiled. They all, and it was black guys. That's what's And up. it was, it was black guys from different walks of life. Like they all didn't look hood or, or however the case, like you could see they come from different 
backgrounds. Walks like alone. one dude yeah. looked nerdy, another dude had one of those earrings in his nose with wicks or with dreads or whatever. Like they all had a different look and feel to them. But I think it was a good way to show that men actually do appreciate gifts like that. Because if you were to, that's probably one of those things that if you were to ask somebody, should men receive flowers? And a woman would say, well, I don't know if a man receives flowers, he might be a little gay. And it's like, nah, bitch, I, we like flowers. I ain't gonna lie to you. I wouldn't mind somebody sending me some, like sending me some flowers at the crib. Like, that's nice that you, see, the thing is, women think that maybe, because to me, it would be just a gesture that the fact that you did that. Like, it was just like, oh shit, that's dope. I have never, you, this is a whole different experience. I, I'm not saying send me flowers like, hey babe, thinking of you. Like, I don't necessarily need that in my life. But the gesture of sending something, like I had a girl, I had a girl, and you can't post this. Because, I mean, it'll be on the thing, but you can't make it a clip. But I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Just want you to All right. Because she do follow me, but part. I don't think she listened to the part. So I had a girl <laughs> who we weren't we weren't on the best of terms at all. And she sent she sent uh an edible arrangement to the job. Oh, to the job. So now everybody see you loved. So now, so now I gotta deal with the, I gotta deal with the, and then they didn't put their name, like she didn't put her name on the card. So now I gotta deal with the, okay, who the fuck would have sent me this? And then, and then it's now you can't it's call all back a, the wrong person. And saying and thank now it's you. All a, but I, I kind of figured. But then it's all the oohs and ahs and people asking, Marvin got an edible array. Oh, you you must be putting it down. And oh, that like I, now, <laughs> now I'm dealing with all of this shit, which is against who I am. Cause if you which is which was my bigger issue. Cause it was like, damn, I felt like you don't really know me because you would know putting me on the spot like that wouldn't wouldn't bring the the feeling that I think you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm the one who will send flowers to your job. Because I know that that feeling that you're going to get will be good for you. But having a bunch of people ask me questions, especially people who I don't like necessarily want to get in my business, you know you put me in a bad spot. So now, now I got an issue with you. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it doesn't that, sound edible, weird. that same it, edible arrangements would have been dope if I had came home to it. Right. It's just your personality. It's not that it is like, um, and this is an, an extreme, but like a public proposal. It may not be she doesn't want to marry you. She probably doesn't want all the attention that you're putting on her right now. She feels uncomfortable. That's why she might back out of it and be like, no, I'm not ready for this now. Cause I'm not, I don't, I don't like this. I need to get away from this situation. So I get you. It's not that you didn't appreciate the edible arrangement. You don't appreciate how it was delivered to you and the attention it brought. Exactly. Which which is why I, I say I would... I de- and in hindsight, it was an amazing gesture. Like, I'm not mad at it. It was just like, if you had picked a different location, it would have meant more. But now, we're already not on the best of terms. And then you put me in a situation that's going to make me even more uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a... I'm an introvert, but I have like, I, I can be extroverted at times. So like I, I can do it when I need to like turn on for certain things. But then, you know, I only got like this much social battery. So don't, don't fuck it up. So now it, the, 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 the energy I would have spent in just like, Hey, asking you a question and, you know, doing the little networking and shit like that energy now turn into 
you trying to get in my personal business. I don't even fucking like you like that. Like, I honestly, you could drop dead tomorrow and I'd be fine. But still, you know what I'm saying? Now they feel they got something to connect with you on. Oh, so I saw you got the flowers. Who's the lucky lady? None of your business. You could you could drop dead now. Be one less nigga on earth to me. And I would be just fine. But you want to be in my business. The see, see, that's what I'm saying. But I know that's backwards to what you like. I would, I would, like I said, the flowers, I think that's really appreciative. And I think it's more of like the the metaphor of, you know, giving people their flowers, like when they're doing, like, right. I think we should do that more. You know what I'm saying? Praise when you, when you, like when we see our homies doing good, when we see, when we see our, 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 just even your homegirls, whatever, like give people their flowers. Like, man, I see you grinding. Like I see the work you put in. I see the, the, the sacrifices you make. Frank, you, you'd work like four or five jobs. I literally watch you, you do some work one of these jobs every day of your life your off days aren't off days they're just off days from one of your current jobs you know what i'm saying pretty much <laughs> so and i i respect it and i watch you so i somehow remember i told you i respect the level of tired you have to operate on and then we're gonna get off this because it's 20 minutes the level of tired that you have to operate on and then run four separate businesses i appreciate that man thank you that's it. That's as much flowers as I'm going to hand you right That's now. That's all I need. But you said something earlier, and it reminded me. You said if somebody gave you the flowers, do you appreciate the gesture? And what it reminded me of is it speaks to that love language of yours. It's not the gift giving. It's the, it's, the, it's the act of somebody taking time out their day to do something for you to make you feel appreciated. It's not necessarily the flowers. You could have changed the flowers with anything. It could have been you going out and getting a a gift card from whatever restaurant I like going at. It doesn't matter. The fact that you went out of, you took time out your day to do something for me is what's appreciated. And I think for those guys, that's that's probably what it was too. It's like, I mean, flowers are great. Some other guys even said, oh, I got a vase for it. But for the most part, it's the fact that you did this for me, it was something nice. It doesn't matter what it was. It was just something nice for me. And I don't think men get that too much. Cause or nah, like I've even, if we do get it, it's 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 translated differently. Like what you're nice for me can is is the way you may see something that's nice for me is not how I may see it. Like in this case, oh, I'm finna do this in front of everybody. He's gonna like it because now he can. Everybody's gonna I know like he's it. loved because she yeah. likes it. That's yeah. why you do it. In. <laughs> and I think that's the I think that's one thing people need to understand about love language. It's not. Love language, language is something, is a vehicle to convey a message, data. So the language you speak is also how you receive it. You can't speak a language one way and think the person speaks it the same way. So for her, that grand gesture is how she speaks it and how she receives it. That's not how you speak and receive it. So if she's going to speak love to you, she has to speak it on the level you speak it. You know what I'm saying? Did I confuse yeah, you? No, no, no. Because I'm a grand gesture type of person when I show love. Like, I'm gonna do the extra. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna be the one to send it to your job. Like, I want you to get the extra and the balloons. But earlier and all you that. said you would do that because you know how she would receive it. You know right. that's her language. Because I think people forget that. Yes, we all have. We all speak all five different love languages. We do. Just that some are just more important. We, we relate to them more than others. You know what I'm saying? Like gift giving right. is still one of your love languages. It's just not your main love language. Um, but sometimes people don't learn that you got to love you. You got to 
we got to learn each other's love language and how to speak in that for them. I've had those moments where somebody has learned that for me and I've had those where people have it. It just, it just is what it is, sadly. Yeah, I mean, if people want to make an effort and learn, they'll learn it. If not, if it's not high on their priority list, then that should tell you what you need to know there too. So it, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, speaking of love languages, um, showing birthday love, like when it comes uh, to your saw that video too. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I thought that. Tell, tell, tell the video. Oh, so there's a video of these young ladies. They go out to dinner with their friend. They're celebrating her birthday. And when the bill comes, everybody's kind of looking at each other like, you know, I only paid for this. And what I had was only $20, so I'm only going to give the $20. And uh, I thought that was strange because I thought it was like the universal thing to to cover your friend's birthday bill. Like if if it's your birthday, right? It's Marvin's birthday and 10 of us come out. Whatever that bill come to, we all pay our portion. And we put on top of it, like, we split Marvin's portion 10 ways. If it's his birthday, he shouldn't have to touch his wallet. Like, that's, I thought that was the rule. Well, at least for me and my friends, that's the rule. Right. Like, whatever we do, if we take you to dinner, we take you to bowling or whatever, you don't touch your wallet that day. We all treat you. That's all, that's all of our gifts to you. It's a What's small gesture, like? but that's, that's how, that's how we would show up. That's just the way the, the friendships are built. So what right. it appeared, when I watched the video, what it appeared happened was, this is no excuse. I'm just trying to paint the scenario for everybody. The one girl invited all her friends to this fancy restaurant. Now, you got one friend saying, you should have never invited me if you weren't going to come and pay for your own shit. Now, see, there's a, I've heard very different, like there are a lot of different schools of thought for this, where it's like, Hey, you invited me to this fancy ass restaurant. You invited me to this fancy ass restaurant. Why you didn't? Why you didn't pay for everybody? You invited us. We're here to celebrate you. My presence is the present. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but I've heard I've heard people I've heard people say, "Hey, if you invite somebody to a birthday, the birthday person should be paying." or the birthday person or the husband or the boyfriend or the girlfriend or they should be paying for everybody because you invited these people to your birthday party. Why are they paying for your birthday party? I've heard that school of thought. I've actually heard that spoken by like celebrity niggas and, 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 and many podcasters have, have said, oh, if I'm inviting you to a birthday, I'm, then I'm paying for it. And I'm just like, maybe, maybe y'all just been rich a little longer. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I've I think always- there's some nuances to it. Maybe. Um, all right. I've invited people out to dinner, but I'll tell you beforehand, I got it. I just I want to treat y'all or whatever. Um, if it's a, a birthday dinner that you're throwing for somebody and you're if you're planning it as a surprise, sometimes it goes without saying that, okay, the person that's putting it together, they got the expenses covered. And if not, they should make it known beforehand that, hey, look, these are what the plate's going for. Y'all, zell me, cash at oh, me, whatever. Yeah. Like you, and you know what? Prime example. You threw that dinner for your wife last year. Right. You kind of gave everybody like, hey, this is what it's going to look like. Zell me, whatever, whatever. But right. initially, you wasn't going to hold everybody up 
for their little 60, nah. 70 bones. It was like, I'll take care of it. Hit me with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I'm sure you got gypped. That, I, I almost, you know, and I'm not covered. saying everybody did it, but I feel like maybe you got gypped because somebody's going to jip you. It's just how it works. It's just how it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the same time, a lot of people show love, so I didn't have to take on the full, you know, financial weight of that dinner. But to their point, I can see what they're saying, especially if it's not a restaurant you typically go to. So me and my friends, we we simple dudes. We'll go to Duffy's. We'll go to Al House, BJ's. That's our speed all day. Now, if I say, hey, let's go to dinner, and I'm saying we finna go to Salt Bay restaurant or some shit like that, and I don't tell y'all, like, I expect y'all to cover me, then I say, that could be an issue. Because it's like, nigga, you don't even eat like this. And now I'm starting to feel like the only reason you invited me here <laughs> so I can is because you shit. thought I was finna cover that plate, and you went ahead and bought the the steak with the gold flakes on it that he got the sprinkle salt off his elbow in front of you. Like, you don't even do this, dog. Like, this ain't even you. Now, we stuck with a $10,000 tab. Nah, that, you're not finna push that on me. Now, if it's a scenario like that, then I can understand, you know, homegirl's issue with it. Yeah, and, and you know, as we, you know, we've grown up a little bit more, you know, our, our TGI Fridays days aren't aren't as prevalent. You know, we might hit you with a, now, you know, it may be a Morton's or uh, like that's kind of our level now. You know, you go get something to eat. Like, we'll, we can do something low key. We don't care. But if we, you know, a birthday or something, I'm not going to hit you with the salt bay. I might have to hit the group thing with the Morton's and then, you know, maybe me and me and, me and my lady will go and do that at a different time. You know what I'm saying? Because you also got to be mindful of people's pockets. Like, if it's one of those, if it's one of those where you go, you're going to want people to try to cover for you, don't invite them to some place where the, where the prices are crazy. Don't invite them to Barton G's. Not everybody wants to pay Barton G's price. Also, where are you going that you had no intentions of? Like, let me tell you, what we're not going to do is argue at the table enough for somebody to want to record us about me not wanting to pay for my food. <laughs> what the that fuck? That is embarrassing. Why would you even come here and not be able to pay for your Because let me tell you, all I would learn out of that situation is Oh, we fuck with each other different. That's it. That's it. That's it. I, I'm not, we're not going to go back and forth. Oh, okay. My bad. And I'm going to pay for my food. But I guess what? Next time, I'm going to fuck with you different. I'm gonna Everybody meet you at the table who, is, who had an issue, I'm going to fuck with y'all a little different. Because if we, we can't, you're not covering, I'm not saying it's a requirement, but it's a known like little gesture. You know, I, when it's your birthday, I got you. Don't even worry about it. It's what times I've taken care of a nigga Taking care of a of a of a of a billing, I I didn't even think it had anything to do with me. But guess what? It's near, it's your birthday, and I don't want you to fucking care about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you know, like you know how that shit be when you know, like the the bill be like they be like it all get paid, and then there's like that discrepancy of money. Nobody don't know what the fuck is going on. That is not the birthday person's concern. This is not this is this right. is his or her day to to enjoy themselves. Take care of that. Let's go. Like, move on to the next shit. Like people, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it make me it made me realize I, they we fuck with each other in a different way. I gotta watch how how I yeah, consider. I just know you. in my circle of friends, if if it's your birthday, let's say it's your birthday, and you're like, hey, let's go to dinner. In my head, I'm assuming I'm contributing to your birthday cost. 
Like just recently, one of my homeboys came down from Orlando to celebrate his birthday. At the end of it, he tells everybody what they portions. We went, we party, we did bottle service. Hey, look, everybody, this is all what we all finna pay. No problem. Not only, not only do we pay, we throw a little bit on top. Hey, here's some extra love. You know what I mean? Like, it's it just goes without being. Like, I'm here for you. This is my way to help you celebrate. I'm gonna contribute to it. I'm not finna come and party and and do my thing. And then when the bill come, be like, well, I only had the water. I ain't really feel like drinking today. Nah, shit. It ain't it. It, it don't do that. Definitely don't argue when the bill come. That is that is raggedy behavior. It's corny behavior. You know what I'm saying? Because then it's corny. It's corny as fuck. Because <laughs> I, I just, I can't see myself doing that. Not at the table. Not enough where somebody is recording us and we still feel it's a need to keep arguing. Like if you, if, if, if we making a spectacle enough that, that, that I can look in the camera and you know, like you can always see when somebody recognizes that somebody recorded them, you know, that look they get in the eye, like deer in headlights, like, uh, like yeah. that look. Like, and I'm going to still keep talking on that shit? Yeah, I'm doing something wrong. We 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 acted corny. We corny as fuck. Speaking of corny, Michael B. Jordan made the news because he was on a red carpet. <sighs> and I want to say her her name is L'Oreal. L'Oreal? L'Oreal. L'Oreal. She, she, she used to be on Love & Hip Hop. She used to be a, a, main, a main cast member in the Lip Service podcast with Angela Yee. Um, okay. That's where that's where she gained a lot of her 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 claim to fame. She tried to be a rapper and stuff like that, but stuff you know. Got it. So now she's a red carpet um, interviewer, if you will. And Michael B. Jordan's on the red carpet, and she stops him for an interview, and he stops to talk to her. And in the process that I'm talking, she mentions that yeah, me and Michael go way back. We used to go to school together back in the day. And he replies, yeah, when I was corny, right? And she, you know, she kind of gets a little flustered and she's like, oh, nah, whatever, whatever. And they, she asks him a few questions. He answers. And then as he's walking off, she says, you know, you're not corny anymore. And that's the end of it. And all honesty, it was, it took all of maybe 30 seconds. It was a quick interaction. But for some reason, the internet took that 30 seconds and they stretched it into a week's long worth of content. Even... <laughs> Large platforms like the Joe Budden podcast went off on that shit. And it was it was interesting to see people's takes on it. Before I get my two cents, did you see it? I did see it. I did see it. I, I do know. I believe they went to school because Michael B. Jordan's from Newark, New Jersey as well. Yeah, he's from Jersey. Um, and I believe she, she said Michael, because uh, I, I know she has a morning show. And I think she went to, I, I know she's going to speak on it. A little bit. She said Michael used to walk around with his uh, headshot. With his headshot. And you, you imagine the little actor nigga. And we all seen we all seen Wallace. You know what I'm saying? Michael B. Jordan wasn't the wasn't the the world sexiest man as girls deem him that he is now. You know what I'm saying? You right. know he was he was Wallace. He was like 110 pounds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they called him a corny. They called him corny. They that let me know them jokes. That let me know them jokes L'Oreal was hitting though. Them shits was good. Them shits landed because that nigga remembered that shit. Let's be honest. When that Mike Jones song came out back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. 
I have no problem saying I think that's just about every man's wet dream. To go back to all the people that dissed you when you get on and just have a look at me now moment. And although Michael, although Michael B. Jordan didn't, he didn't shit on her like he could have. He just let it be known. Like, I remembered. You know what I mean? You you thought the way the way the internet has reacted, you would have thought he shitted on her. Like he like he, oh, like you he thought he showed his whole ass. Her. He didn't embarrass her. Like his body language showed that I ain't really fucking with you. Like you ever spoken to somebody that you don't really like? Like your body, you kind of closed off. It's like, all right, get this. Say what you need to say so I can leave. His body language was given that, but he could have said, oh, talk to one of them other corny motherfuckers. He could have said, he could have said a lot, but he didn't. He answered a question. He just let it be known that, yeah, when you used to call me corny. And I th- there's a lot of people saying, there's a lot of people saying that the fact that he did that to a woman is proof that he's corny. How the fuck? Because he holding on to some some childhood shit. Nigga. Confronting the any reason woman. everybody's in therapy is because some childhood shit. <laughs> you ain't never lied. Childhood shit lasts, bro. I ain't trying to hear that. Oh, that happened to you when you was five. Yeah, I've been fucked up since five. So what you saying? I don't care if fuck who it, said it. People act like people act like he called her old state pussy nasty asshole. Like like people act like he really like <laughs> went off on this girl. Like he ain't say Where none did of that, that come from. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, rebel spirit. <laughs> but like you would, you would think like he like really call her out her name and like he just the corny one, right? That's just to let you know, I remember. That's all it is. And I don't think it's I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't think it's corny the whole grudges. It's not. And I don't the way he said it, I don't think he was holding the grudges. I think there's a difference between holding a grudge and not forgetting when something tried you. Yeah. Like you said, going back to the to the birthday dinner, I see I see how you fuck with me and I'm going to act accordingly. That's all he did. Hey, I remember you did this. I'm going to keep you at that distance. Cool. So now I'm on this red carpet. Don't don't smile in my face. Oh, we go I'm way back. I remember it. I remember it. Your way back ain't the, don't don't paint a different way back. Our yeah, way back not- ain't the same. We not cool now. Like, look. Example, yeah. I switched. I was in eighth grade. I was 13. I switched over from public, from private school to public school. I went from listening to like Destiny's Child, um, Sync, because that was what the girls were listening to at my private school. Um, Everybody was listening to Sync, not just your private school. But you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever, whatever gospel album my mom had playing in the car, probably some BBCC whinings type shit. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know when I came over to, to public school, I was a little weird. Like, thank God for my cousin Tisha who bought me, who bought me two Jay-Z CDs to try to get me right before I jumped into public school. <laughs> See, that's how good too. Jay-Z is. It only took two Jay-Z CDs to make Marvin cool. <laughs> I, I wasn't, I wasn't cool when I got there. I wasn't cool when I got there. <laughs> and you know what? It's still a lot of niggas that would still fuck you for. Because I'm sure when I got there, niggas made jokes and all that other shit. Look, it took it took a nigga 20 years of me, of him letting me say fuck you. Starting a whole movement of people saying fuck you to him 
starting Fuck Frank Fridays while a whole host of people didn't give a fuck, who didn't even know him, said, fuck didn't even, you. That was the craziest <laughs> part. The motherfuckers didn't even know me. Like, literally didn't know me. It took all of that. It's been a 20-year campaign for me and Frank to just be cool since middle school. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we got a part together. I know, right? <laughs> so I believe in holding grudges because it was still fuck you for that nigga. It was, we was cool, ha ha ha, every Friday. Fuck Frank. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was mean to you. I had my jokes. You did? It was never mean to the point where it's like, I have to fight this nigga. No, no, no. It wasn't to that point. Plus, I was new. I didn't know if I had hands yet. So. You said <laughs> I what? Know, I didn't know if I had hands yet in eighth grade. Like, I had only fought like one time. And they was, they was kids. Who I, like, I knew I could beat him up when I fought him. <laughs> like, it was sound. You was a little lanky. I didn't know yet. Now, when we got to high school, I had already caught up. Like, my jokes was back. Like, I was I was the funniest nigga back in private school. Y'all niggas had a different type of fun. I had to learn where to drop the ass, nigga. you like, I had to learn. Pause. I'm not going to ever say I had to learn to drop the ass. <laughs> but I had to learn where to drop that in, in a joke. You know what I'm saying? But once I got, once I got my, 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 my roasted shit down, I was, I was, I was back in the game. But you, but middle school, you had me. You had me. I'm laughing because that makes all the sense in the world to know when to put the ass nigga. You can't throw it anywhere. <laughs> ass nigga boy. <laughs> like, you know, it's just. <laughs> yeah, at I'm that just point, all the jokes going to turn on you for fucking it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting used to cussing. <laughs> like, I'm just getting really to put in part of my normal, my normal, you know, day to day. You know what I'm saying? So that's all. Like I said, it ain't nothing to hold a grudge. That's why I don't necessarily fault him for it. I know niggas gonna say that's corny. Da 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 da. da. You and Frank, y'all was probably cool. It really was no real beef. No, it was a lot of fuck Frank and Blondell. <laughs> Damn, Blondell caught a straight. He ain't even here. Blondell caught, Blondel caught no straight because he he out there laughing <laughs> all in the back. Like I ain't forget that shit. I ain't gonna lie, we, we was a tandem. I hit you with the joke, and then Blondell keep the laugh going. Yeah, everybody, everybody, you know, old sidekick ass nigga. <laughs> See. See, he'll chime in with his. He'll have his now, but it's I wasn't good. I wasn't I wasn't quick with it. That's the thing. The reaction that's key. You wait too long after a joke hits you. It's like oh no no no, the time done passed. Yeah, I'll, your rebuttal is a little too late. You can't do that. Somebody yeah. hit you. Got to hit them right back. That's all. And but, it took a little long to learn that, but. We've all had that moment. And everybody, I don't care what nobody says, everybody dreams of that moment. He wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't even like a fulfillment in him. He was just like, okay, you standing here. I know who you are. You know who I am. Outside of the Michael B. Jordan thing, because you used to make fun of me when I was just Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? It was a joke. It's not so funny now, is it? As you stand yeah. on the other side of the fence. Nah, that's cool. He said all of that without saying any of that. <laughs> exactly. The thing is, we knew where he was coming from because I think that's something we all can relate to with somebody kind of shit on you when you ain't, when you don't have much to offer. And as you build yourself up a little bit, it's like, okay, I wish you would say something to me now. And I mean, of all times to run into one of your bullies, it's like, you the man in Hollywood. You done did blockbuster films. You got a blockbuster that's about to drop right now with one of the hottest actors in Hollywood right now. Like, and you directed it. You starred and directed in it. Like, it's not much anybody could tell you right now. Like, you're on top of your shit. 
And then you run into somebody who used to talk shit. It's like, I wish you would say something to me right now. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think I think he handled it nicely, actually. Because he could have been really nasty with it. Could have egged her and just kept walking. Yeah, now he could have ignored saying. her. I don't know. If I was him, what would I have done? I probably would have been a little bit more petty than he was. Oh, always. I, I, my option is always, I could have been more petty. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been more petty, but I felt like I was petty enough. <laughs> like that's I, I I fall right into that every day. If she hadn't have said we went way back, he probably wouldn't even gave her that response. He probably would have just went through with the interview and they would have went their way. The fact that she did say, Oh, we go way, way back, like y'all, like y'all been cool. No, no, no. Let me oh, check that. Yeah, no, yeah, you don't call me don't, corny. Don't we wasn't you, cool. Yeah, don't, don't, don't try to ride this conversation as if as if we go so far back, we was cool. No, 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 no. The corny dude, right? Yeah. Keep, <laughs> like, keep that, that same energy. energy. Keep that yeah. energy. The corny dude, right? Oh, okay. That's crazy. But you out of Houston, man. What you, what you, what you doing out there? I'm here for uh, IBEC convention. So I'm part of, uh, it's a... International Institute for Building Envelope Consultants. I'm the secretary for the Florida chapter, so I'm here representing Niggas that make the roofs. Florida chapter. Right. Say what? A bunch of people who make roofs. Got it. Yeah. The <laughs> sexiest Niggas, people you on earth. Building envelope chapter. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Roofing niggas. <laughs> Roofers, yeah. Some of the sexiest people in, on earth, I tell you. <laughs> Rufus. I tell That's you. Nah, but it's it's cool, man. It's uh this is actually my first national conference. Every year it's in a different city. Um I want to say last year it was in Minnesota. So I'm glad they put it in a fun city this year. Cause had it been in a city like Minnesota or Utah, some shit, I probably wouldn't have came out. Bro, yeah, I like I t- remember I told you about when I went to that conference in Indianapolis. Literally one of the worst traveling experiences of my life. It was just nothing to do. It was fucking boring. You get to be in Houston. You get to go get barbecue. Yeah, because if I if I wanted to, I could say, look, I'm gonna go on a show face at the events I need to show face at. After that, I got a rental car. I'm gonna just go get my car and drive to wherever the hell I want to go. I can do that and enjoy the city. But if whenever you have a conference in cities that's not fun, Cleveland or some shit, you stuck. <laughs> You got to let that shit go, bro. Cleveland is a horrible city, bro. I'm never letting that go. Nah, nah. I put Indianapolis right up there. Um, <laughs> but what you going to do while you out there? I definitely want to try some. Um, what what kind of food Houston is known for? They barbecue, right? They Texas, All Texas, Texas is good for Texas barbecue. Is, yeah. Dallas, Dallas is, I think Dallas is probably more known for its barbecue, but I'm sure Houston got a great barbecue spots. Oh, definitely steakhouses. I know Houston. They, they, oh, yeah. Uh, from what I understand, they got some good steakhouses out here. Definitely got to hit up a nice steakhouse. But outside of that, just networking, really. That's my that's my primary goal is to network. Networking goal is to meet other consultants that's big in the federal space. Actually, I, I got contact of a woman who's going to be here. And she works for this company that's like the biggest a consulting firm in 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 this in this space period like that company is everywhere so i want to see 
if they uh, do subcontracting. If so, I'm, I'm aiming to be one of their subcontractors because I can't compete with them. Them motherfuckers are huge. Like they get Yet. millions upon Yet. millions of dollars a year. Yet. Yet. Yeah. I can't compete with them yet. Bruh, the day I can compete with them, nigga. Nigga. <laughs> we going to go celebrate at the hookah spot? <laughs> <laughs> and I wish you would call me gay. I wish you would. <laughs> one more, one more thing a straight man can't do. So earlier this, I know that the video been, it started, I want to say it started about a couple weeks ago. It was a video of these girls on one of them, one of them fuck nigga podcasts. That's what I call them. <laughs> like whenever I see, whenever I see a, a two dudes and a bunch of girls in the room, it's like, oh, this is one of them fuck nigga podcasts. <laughs> like I just That's the recipe. It's two two guy mics and like 12 women there. Sharing and they one all mic. talking over each other. <laughs> Sharing one mic. Yeah. Um, and it, I feel like nothing intelligent ever come out of these podcasts, but not not a one. <laughs> but there was a clip that that's hit the airwaves. Um, and it got a little conversation started about, you know, straight men smoking hookah. And then even Saucy Santana uh he hopped in to say something, but I'm gonna I'm gonna play both clips right now. Smoking hookah is is them operating in feminine energy. I definitely think so. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. Except for Africans, I can't say that because Africans they're they're the originators. The people out there in the Middle East. You don't want to see no street niggas smoking no. They're not supposed to. They be pulling harder than <laughs> than the females. The feminine okay. part about a man should be like you being spontaneous. You've been romantic. Mm, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being romantic is like, that's the thing. Yeah, that is. Yeah. This is you yeah. operating in yeah. your femininity. Because you're adapting yeah. to the woman. You should. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feminine, you're adapting to us in a way. I like yeah. that. I like there that. are men who naturally do live in their feminine energy, and it don't make them like less of a man or make them weak or gay or nothing like that. Yeah. They just, I don't want no feminine. Mm-hmm. Me neither. Well, he's still why would you, why would you <laughs> want a feminine man? Like, right. Why would you want a why would you want a masculine woman like that makes you feel like you... Any feminine man is kind of... Yeah. Feminine and masculine like, really don't have a description yeah, as far as like not, what it looks it like in a physical. Yeah, we, like, yeah. we did that in society. Like, this is a female, so she's supposed to be feminine, but feminine is an energy. Like, yeah, yeah. So say like you a man say, and you don't like... You don't like chasing women, but you prefer women to chase you. That's a feminine, feminine. Right. That's yeah, a feminine characteristic, is. but a man can look masculine on the outside. Uh-huh. Pause. They Even in her talking, trying to make bruh. sense. Even in her trying to make sense. <laughs> she said, oh, if a girl, if you don't want to chase women, that's feminine. <laughs> Even in her trying to make sense. Even in her trying to it's make sense. Bro, let me shit. let them finish. Let me let them finish. Yes, that, is is. that is that is very much. If you, you want to know what feminine you, energy is, is girl, girl. if you expect a woman to pump the gas <laughs> while you sit in the car, that's feminine. Thing where if it's feminine, it's gay, or if it's masculine, it's like it just really depends on who you are as a person. Yep. Mm-hmm. If you like to be pursued, that would be considered feminine. That, that but that doesn't make you less of a man just because you have more feminine qualities than masculine. Hold on, and and now I'm gonna play Saucy Santana's reply to the young ladies because it, it it did cause a little uproar. Let me tell you something, them girls ain't wrong. Them girls is not wrong. If you was the man, you don't need to be smoking a hookah, baby gal. You need to be rolling you up a wood. You need if to be you smoking you some. Zah. Okay? 
You don't need to be sucking down no hookah, baby. Baddie. <laughs> I could not be on one of them shows. Because every five minutes, I'd just be screaming at the top of my lungs, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Living in his feminine energy. The fuck does that even mean? Because you Nobody like to knows pursued. what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people it's the going. People going. <laughs> hey man, you don't shut your dumb ass up, man. <laughs> <laughs> now talk, hey, talk to me, man. This was a this was this was tearing up Twitter for like two weeks. And then Saucy Santana just threw gasoline on fire. So talk to me. Like, honestly, who are the people that sit there and watch what men do and be like, nope, that's gay? Like, see the way you took a sip Women? out that cup? That's probably gay too. Cause you had your yeah. pinky up. We can't do shit in this world without it being gay. <laughs> Pretty soon, they're going to look at the way you approach a woman. Like, if you try to talk to a girl like this, he gay. It's like, Like, why you really? want to be around bitches? Yeah. <laughs> if he got too many homegirls, he gay. Never oh, mind, he's probably knocking them. them all off. But he's gay because <laughs> he has more than one female friend. Okay, cool, I guess. However you want to take that. So, by her logic, every man that is, let's oh, we live in Miami. Every nigga who has money, a nice car, and, and a house and all that shit, who all the women go after, that nigga is gay, technically. Because he's not chasing women, they chasing him. So, he's gay. The nigga that got all the options in the world. If he, if he want to, he, no, he just, remember she said, that's not gay. That's just him living in his feminine energy. Oh, okay. Whatever the fuck that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, but let's let's stick to hookah for a second. Now, when hookah first dropped, that's how it felt like. It felt like it felt like hookah dropped like, like hookah's a, new a mixtape. <laughs> like hookah dropped like a new album, and it took it took hold of the black community. <laughs> like I don't know what it is that brunch day party. A lounge community, hookah took hold in that shit. Now I remember, you ain't never learned. Because I remember it being like, I remember the girls being like one of the main proponents. Of, like they, they were big pushers of it. Like, oh, it's a little hookah spot. Da 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 da. And just to let y'all know, ladies, since we was operating in our masculine energy, that's why the fuck we was even around the hookahs to begin with. Cause y'all were there. You want to know the truth? Niggas only do. <laughs> Go ahead. Niggas are prone to be where the hoes at. If the hoes are going to be around hookahs, where you think the niggas going to be? Around hookahs. It, it's a simple law in life. Literally. Wherever the hoes when, are when, at, that's where the men want to be. When, when, when niggas come in town, when your homeboy, when your single homeboy come in town, that's one yeah, of the first questions he asks you. don't want to be where the hoes are. No, y'all got your own hoe. Y'all not worried about nothing. Right. <laughs> glad you glad you settled in that. You good. No, I ain't talking about. But I don't mind coming into town and asking you, hey, Frank, where the hoes at? You know what I'm saying? Where the yeah. spots? Tell me those spots in Wynwood. Tell me the spot like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Do I need to go here? Do I need to go there? And I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, just being real, in the black community, where the hoes at usually have some hookah around. 
Shit, it feels like 10 out of 10, actually. <laughs> so Probably only spot we ain't going to have if they're literally on the beach. Yeah. And it might be a nigga who bring out the hookah to the beach. I know niggas who own, own a whole little hookah. I bet that nigga got hoes. Because <laughs> you don't have to bring sand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got to go to the beach. I got sand. You know what I'm saying? We straight. Hey. Hey, slide to the crib. I got, you know, what you want me to pick you up? A little, a little, a little blueberry mint? I got you. Whatever. Whatever the flavor. Whatever your flavor. I got you. Trying to make you comfortable. That's it. Now, she did make me laugh when she said, sometimes the niggas be pulling more, be pulling, be pulling the hookah more than the girls. <laughs> She just jealous because she wanna poke, she wanna blow up the big smoke and she can't. That's all that is. Hold on. Frank, you smoked hookah before? Yes, I smoked. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. There's no judgment. That's not even where the judgment comes. Let me ask you this. You be out you there. You always it's always judgment with you, Marvin. No, stay. Come on, bro. Come on. We've gotten past certain things. Let's let's grow up a little bit. Now, I'm asking you this. You one of the niggas who, who be out there trying to make the little big, you you out there trying to make the big O? No, I can't do that. I know I can't do it because I've tried. <laughs> that shit is difficult, fam. I ain't got the lung capacity for that shit. You don't have lung capacity to suck that much, and then no, see, I just see I, that's the thing with you. You're right, you're right, you're right. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm the problem on that one. Uh, that was that was me. I can soundly I can soundly say that was on me. I set you up for it, and I'm wrong for that. I'm wrong for that. I'm getting better with time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I can acknowledge that. Uh, it just I don't have no problem. Like do your thing. Now sometimes I ain't gonna lie. I find it weird when I see a bunch of dudes at the hookah spot and there ain't no girls around, and it's like y'all just really like smoking hookah. <laughs> Or they could be gay, and there's nothing wrong with being gay. I don't even, like, honestly, I don't think there's a difference. I just, usually, I it, my assumption was men who smoke hookah usually do it because women are around. It's not like they, they went out of their way to go smoke hookah. Because I think, and I'm not saying this because it's the manly way to smoke. I think a cigar bar is probably more the vibe that men would go for over a hookah spot if 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 the goal was to not really be around ladies, you know what I mean? No, nah, that's not true. When I used to hang out at a cigar lounge, women would be there. It, nah, it was damn that always 50-50. It'd be it be hoes there. But it's is the hookah spot is probably gonna be not 50-50, it's probably gonna be 70-30. True. Me personally, I like the cigar lounge vibe because it's always a nice jazz music, some lo-fi hip hop. Nice, mellow, low lights. Hookah spots. On. The game on. Hookah spot. Live music. It's damn near a party atmosphere. I don't be wanting to party all the time. Sometimes we want to chill. Like, hookah's not really my thing. I smoke hookah if I'm with my wife and we at brunch or something and she want to do it and then she passes it to me. I may take a couple puffs. I'm more of a cigar guy. I'll smoke cigar. I'll smoke a little weed when I'm on vacation. That's about it. I ain't the biggest on hookah. But at the same time, I don't I don't see hookah as being, you know, gay or being in your feminine energy. Somebody please help me understand what the fuck that means. Cause you could do things that's feminine 
but that don't mean you gay. You just really embracing your feminine energy. <laughs> Give me an example of doing something feminine, but not gay. I think you could do a lot. I, I think what the girl's trying to say, but she did a very poor no, job no, at saying. <laughs> don't try to make sense of her no, bullshit. No, 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 no. She, the, the one girl who was trying to, who was trying to say that you could do feminine, what people would consider feminine things and it not technically be gay because femininity and masculinity honestly aren't tied to male and female. It's not gender specific. That's what she was trying to say. Which I can understand. There's certain things that the world may consider as feminine energy that you may thoroughly enjoy. You may thoroughly enjoy pampering yourself, getting your nails and your feet done and all that other stuff. Like, you might enjoy that. But the root word for masculine is male and the root word for... Are you sure? Don't don't just, is it don't not? just throw that out there. Just Don't just throw that out there. I'm throwing you... it out there. All right. Like, it, doesn't it derive, masculine, doesn't it derive from the word male? And feminine, doesn't it derive from the word female? Not the root word, but that's where it derives from. I'm, I'm mad. As soon as I typed in masculine, the first word that came up, masculine toxicity. But hold on. That's a buzzword in these days and age. Having qualities or an appearance traditionally associated with men or boys. Masculine. It's not derived right, so from male, though. To be honest with you, a lot of this shit confuses me nowadays, bro. Steak. Hey, sometimes. The older computers. I get, the more I realize I don't know a lot. I'm learning. I'm trying. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. The fact that you can recognize, hey. I don't mind. You may believe something. I might believe something. You may believe male, female, masculine, feminine. That's the way that works. And somebody is somebody's job to prove me wrong. And I'm open to be proven wrong about something. A lot of people don't have that openness to learn something else. Because I, I could truly believe what I'm saying is right. But I'm open to somebody right. telling me I'm wrong. Right. Tell me I'm wrong and then show me. I could believe you or not believe you. Make a great case. Shit, mind blown. Damn. Didn't even think of it like that. I think that's where we, I think that's where a lot of people get disconnected in being able to pivot. People take offense in being wrong. <clears throat> There's absolutely nothing wrong with being wrong. You're not going to know everything. That's the beauty of life. You learn something, you grow, you move on, you pass on that knowledge to the next. But some people take it as once you prove them wrong, it's you putting them down in a way. No, it's not me putting you down. If you didn't know something, you didn't know something. There's nothing wrong with being wrong. It's something wrong with being wrong and refusing to accept what the truth is or what the correct answer is or whatever. But if you're wrong, cool. Everybody's ignorant to a degree in some, in some capacity. And that's okay. It's okay to be ignorant. It's not okay to be ignorant and then refuse to be enlightened to new new information. Being naive. Not naive. What's the word you use? Ignorant to something. Yeah. Like we're all ignorant to something and sometimes standing in that 
ignorance and like I'm not I'm going to stay in this because this is what I believe and you're never going to be able to tell me any different. To me, that's a level of ignorance that annoys me cuz I can I can understand you being ignorant by not knowing something by the definition of what ignorant really is and then just you being ignorant willfully and stubborn. Yes, stubbornly ignorant. And I can see that as probably something that I used to be when um so I was listening to the Joe Budden podcast. Sorry for the pivot, but this made me think of that. No, I was listening to the Joe cool. Budden podcast and um so they had did the part of the show thing where they were asked, when were you the hardest to love? And thinking back, I think that trait that you're talking about, that ignorant trait, because I could tell you I, I'm a different person than I was 10 years ago. I'm not saying I've grown for the better or for the worse. That's for me to decide. And that's for, that's for the rest of the world to judge if I've grown for the better or for the worse. But I can say I'm not that person. Nigga, if you was worse than you were 10 years ago, we wouldn't be here right now. I don't know what that means. I don't know if I should be offended or not. That means you've grown for the better. Because if you would have grown in the other direction, we wouldn't have been partners right now. We probably would have <laughs> ended up fighting. <laughs> All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um... So they were asking, like, when when were you the hardest to love? Whether that be relationship love or 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 family love, but we'll stick to the to to the romantic relationship side. When do you consider yourself to be hardest to love? Or when you were hardest when I to was love? St- when I was stubborn, early 20s, couldn't see past my own nose, didn't care about any feelings but my own. Um yeah, I wasn't. Me and my wife talked about this. Like she, she since we known each other since we were kids, she always <clears throat> she always makes it a point to mention that oh, he waited until all this time to get with me. And I tell her like, honestly, you wouldn't want no parts of me previous to the day we decided to get together cuz the person I was before then was not the best person to be in a relationship with. I wasn't as understanding I wasn't, I was very rigid and you can't be rigid in a relationship. You got to be flexible. Relationships is all about compromising and understanding your partner and sometimes, you know, bending a little bit for them. I wasn't doing that. Um, I was very, I was very, what's the word? Like what I thought was what I thought, like you... I wasn't easily swayed on anything. And when you're young, people experiment. People people grow. Try out shit. You like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Where I was, I used to judge people on shit they experimented with. Like, I mean, I smoke weed now. But back then, if you told me you smoked weed, I looked at you like you was shooting heroin. Like you was dirty as fuck. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I was very prudish in my thinking. And I remember dating somebody, and when she told me she did that, I looked at her different. It was, and now looking back, it's like, yo, we were young. She was curious. It it wasn't a big deal, but at the time, I thought she was the biggest hoe in the world because she smoked weed. Because <laughs> she smoked weed, and that was me then. And looking back, it's like I wasn't the best of people. Um. It's hard for me to think of redeeming qualities I had when it comes to relationships. Like, I don't think mm. I had many. 
What about you? Um, I'm going to say my mid to late twenties. I'll say it like that. Um, likely because I was running into, cause at the time I wasn't ready to commit to nobody. I was still trying to figure myself out. I was probably still in love with somebody and just wasn't in the right position to be really getting in a relationship with anybody else to be honest. Um, so people never really got a real chance. I, I was dealing with anxiety on a different level that I didn't understand what it was. You know, like I was dealing with shit and I didn't know what the shit was. Life so was I didn't, happening my, and you ain't know life what was, was happening. happening. Yeah. My brain just <laughs> couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, mentally healthy and I wasn't in the best space. Um, and I'm not saying that I'm mentally healthy now. Jesus Christ. Life is crazy. Um, <laughs> I was selfish, much like you, like my time is my time. I'm not willing to share all my time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not changing my schedule for you. You fit in my schedule or I, I'll see you next week type shit. Like that, that's yeah. who I was. That's who I was. Um, and you know, lying, I, you know, went through a whole lying phase, lying for no reason, just lying a lie. <laughs> like, that type of shit. Like just, I just wasn't, I wasn't boyfriend material because I didn't want to be. Even though I would try to push and force myself into those boxes because I felt like, you know, I'm watching, hey, I'm watching this friend go and get like, I'm watching this people couple up. I'm watching this person couple up. Damn, Frank just invited me to this bachelor party. Like this is like, I'm watching all of this shit happening. Like, okay, maybe I need to be in something. Let me go put myself so in So you did something. get the invite. I responded to you and said I couldn't make it. <laughs> we had oh, this yeah, conversation. This nigga, hey, this nigga, hey. I just nigga, like look how dick. long My he bad. was holding on to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, did I respond to you immediately? No. <laughs> no, but you got to be rather quickly within a week. That's yeah, fine. I should have came out and said, nah, bro, I don't got money like that. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it wasn't expensive. That's why I did the cruise to Bahamas because I was trying to be mindful of people's pockets. Yeah, but you had like a good job. I was, I had two full time jobs and I, I had two part time jobs and I was paying for school out of pocket. I, I, I really ain't have it. Yeah, because hell, if you had two full time jobs paying for school, you still wouldn't have it. Hey, say say that. <laughs> That's why when all of y'all getting excited about about the the possibility of your loans disappearing, I'm like, yeah. well. That ain't going to win my vote I, either dude, way. <laughs> I respect the position you in. You ain't got to worry about... And when I say the motherfuckers be on your ass, let you miss a payment. Your payment due on the first. It be the second. Motherfuckers call your phone like, hey, <laughs> second. I ain't hear from you yet. Like, what's going on? Hey, like how Big Boy had rolled up... Like how Big Boy had rolled up on Antoine. He was like, hey, boy, boy, where you been? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how they do it. Exactly. <laughs> the, he was bow. their motivation. <laughs> Yeah, got your ass. <laughs> I know that ain't who I think it is. Yeah, it's me. Shaking like a hoe in church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he needs to play the villain movie. in more movies. The scariest, funniest drug dealer I've ever seen. He was funny as shit. Like that whole movie. He, he was, was hilarious. And I bet his character wasn't written to be hilarious, but he just made it funny. Oh, man. 
Funny. All right. Before we before we jump into vibes, new little segment. We got our question of the days. Now I'm gonna give you two options. There's two options. I'm gonna let you choose which one we're gonna go over today. We got a girl writing in. Her boyfriend randomly brought up her unwillingness to share him with other women. Or there's a guy writing in that he caught his wife for of four months. They were together for three years. Sex and her ex. So the first one is a woman asking. No, the first one is a woman talking about her boyfriend's bringing up her unwillingness to share him with other women. Correct? Yes. Yes. And then the second one is a guy who's been married to his wife for how long? Four months. Girlfriend for three years. They've been together three years, married four months, and he caught her sexting her ex. Yes. Let's go with the selfish dude in the first one. Okay. You know what? Because you're messy. I almost assumed we were going to do the other, the, other, the, other, the other question. But it's fine. We can do that. <laughs> I am messy. You are you are keen messy. All right, here we go. Hey Samurai Pros, I just want to get your opinion on something. I'm with my guy. We're out with friends. We just finished getting our snacks at the at the vendor, and I was waiting on an ice cream cone. While waiting, he says, I'd ask you to share, but you hate that. Then laughs. I initially thought. I initially thought he was talking about my ice cream, so I assured him that he could have some. I had no issue with sharing my snacks with him. I even joked that he already does his best by eating half my snacks every day anyway. I was having a good moment, but his face was grimacing, and then he said, that's not what I meant. Then it looked like he looked back at the girl who was making the ice cream. I told him I, told him I wasn't understanding, but to give me a moment, he blurted that I'm uncomfortable sharing him with other women, and I was beyond confused. I truly don't even understand why this was a necessary conversation to have as we were about to walk back out and hang out with our friends. And now I had to have this whole conversation with myself in my mind. He's brought it up a few times in the past, but at the end of last year, he said he wasn't worried about it anymore and he wanted to grow and build what we had together. All I had done was give him space to think, and he seemed to have moved on. He's been more attentive and helpful around the house. We managed to have a good night after all of this foolishness. But these occurrences keep happening, and they keep popping up randomly. And now I'm sitting awake with my thoughts, writing y'all. I don't see myself as a jealous person, but the way everything happened just really bothered me. I want to talk about it, but it seems that anytime I try to bring it up, he sees it as me bringing up the past. He throws that in my face. I keep bringing up the past. I can't even talk about it in the moment because he instantly goes on defense. At times, he even calls me names so I can end the conversation quicker. He always apologizes and claims he doesn't know what comes over him, but it's really getting old very fast. Any advice would be helpful. I honestly feel like we're too old to be handling conflict like this. And I always do my best to give him a safe space to talk about anything and everything he needs to. But it appears I don't get the same in return. It sounds like homie got a Sigma 6 and gaslighting. That nigga's good. 
And it's working. <laughs> it's working. Because he showed you his whole ass at at the uh, vending machine or, or or at the kiosk the or, whatever. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He showed you his whole ass right at that moment. The fact that you went however long you went going back and forth now to the point where you feel you can't even bring it up and you writing us about it. Darling, you lost. Count your losses. Move on. He ain't the one. This nigga say, your unwillingness to share me with other women. Fam, it's a monogamous relationship. That's how it works. I'm committed to you. You committed to me. And then she would have fucked his head up and said, okay, cool. Are you going to share me with other men? Nigga would have got the fumbling quick. Oh, no, no, no. What you mean? Nah, I ain't cool with that. Shit don't work like that, fam. What happened? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing. Because she really sitting up at night texting us. And I don't necessarily know this girl personally. So, like, but like I've seen, I know she follows and whatever. I've seen her like shit. But, <laughs> and I'm not saying this to be mean. Break up with him. <laughs> Sometimes this, you gotta be blunt because that man is gonna this give is, you headaches. You're gonna end up in therapy dealing with a nigga like that. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Look, I, I have listened to the read long enough. Long enough. Like one of their things, whenever people would call into them or whatever or, or send letters in, they would just be like, oh, break up with him. <laughs> That's, it's, it's literally a t-shirt that says break up with him. You're like, I ain't gonna lie to you. This situation, it ain't gonna get no better. Because here, here it is. He is gonna gaslight you into a way that you feel guilty that you're gonna let him fuck other girls. If you're okay with that, by all means, stay with him. Don't let me fuck up your happy home. It ain't it, 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 it's lonely out there in the single world. But Look, I'd rather I'm, be I'm, lonely than to be sitting up at night and I can't rest because he he fucked your brain so much that you not even realize that the nigga say he wanna he wanna fuck other girls. Like imagine that's what you should be mad at, but you sit here mad at the fact that he won't let you talk about saying that he wanna fuck other girls. I'm finna give you his playbook. That's what he did. He saw the girl he was attracted to, so he made a stupid play to see if you would let him fuck with her. You shot it down. So now, you feeling skeptical about it, and rightfully so, and every time you bring it up, he shuts the conversation down because he knows if he allows you to talk about it, you're going to find all the holes and how dumb of a logic it was for him to even bring it up in the first place. So his best bet is to shut the conversation down before it even starts because this is going to reveal how dumb of a nigga he is. I don't even think you should even have the conversation with him at this point. Just move on. Or just give him what he wants. You you want to be with other women? I release you. Be with other women. Now, are we being haters? I feel like I got to ask the question. <laughs> are we being haters? Nah. We don't know that nigga. She our homegirl. She listened to the podcast. So we just looking out for a friend right now. You right. ain't no nobody. You right. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, it's just... Like, honestly, if that was your homeboy who did some shit like that, my first response to him would be, nigga, how stupid are you? That's not even the way you gauge that type of situation. Like, if that's what you... If your goal was to end up doing that, to let her, you know, let you step out and stuff like that, 
if that was the goal, you going about it all wrong, my G. Your best bet is to be straightforward. Hey, I want to open up the relationship. But you got to understand, nigga, it's a two-fucking-way street. No. Because sometimes I've seen people have open relationships where it's only open on one side. Those people are pimps and hoes. <laughs> now. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know I know regular people who have open relationships where it's open only on one side. Okay. Do me a favor. And I could be wrong. But ask them the question. When that topic came up, was the other person willing to let it be open on the other side? And they gave the person who says, no, nah, I only want to sleep with you. Did that person have the decision to say, yeah, I'm OK with sleeping with other people or no, I won't even want to sleep with you? You don't uh, have to answer that now. But if you get a chance, ask like, hey, did you have the option or not? I'm not going to ask the both of them because I ain't going to put neither one of them in a bad situation. That might be, that might be a little testy situation no, you, at their house. Cause, yeah, because that person probably won in the gaslighting competition. And now if you bring it up, you shed light on it. Now you don't fuck his whole thing up or fuck her whole thing up, however it works. Some people like cuckolding. That's on them. Won't be me though. Now, with that being said, it's a two-way street. If you're going to open a relationship, understand she might open it on her end. And I done read plenty of stories where that shit backfired like a motherfucker. And those stories are amazing. But then again, I like messy shit, so. He's a messy-ass nigga. Uh, on that note, bro, what's the vibes of the week? What's today's theme? Marching bands. One of his songs with marching bands in it. Random-ass thing. And I'll go first. But uh say what? It was a random ass theme. It was random. <laughs> random as but fuck. But I think it's a good one. Okay. Well, it'll be it'll be on the on the on the listeners to judge. I got a song. We may have the same one, but we'll see. I highly doubt we got the same one. So this song comes from Young One. I want to say he was signed to uh Rough Riders. And this was supposed to be like his lead single. It was DMX featuring Lil Flip and David Banner. Remember that shit? I think that song came out when we was either in the eighth or ninth grade or some shit like that. Yeah, that's a that's that's throwback. Yeah, that's this throwback. is an old song. Giving me, you know what I'm saying? It's real drumline vibes. Yeah. All right, all right. That wasn't too bad. That that wasn't too bad. I fuck with it. Um, my song is by Outkast. Oh, okay. 
called Morris Brown. I totally yeah, forgot I about that. that. That shit made me want to that go back and watch it. That was a good soundtrack, too. Oh, yeah. It was an Outcast album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Essentially. It turned out just to be an Outcast album. So I'm never going to be mad at that. Give me that anytime. All right, bro. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, and oh, no. Hold on. Yeah. I'm Next a- week's vibe. Where the, where the vibes? I'm picking it this week. Okay. I don't know where. He said, I had enough of your shit. I'm going to pick something. I got one. I got one. We going for best covers. Best cover? Best yes. cover? Best cover. Of a popular... Okay, uh, it has to be one. a popular song that everybody will recognize, but a cover of that song. Now, the person doesn't have to be... The person doesn't have to be... Is that a be, jab at me? No, 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 no. No, oh. I just think it'd be best if we pick. Damn, okay, see, no, I'm, I'm gonna let no, you get about it. I no, pick songs that 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 was a slight jab at me. It was trying to gaslight me. Now that's what you're doing. Wow. Okay. Okay. A hit dog a holler. That's what Steve Harvey hey, said. Throw a rock and it and the dog hollered and then that's the dog you hit. You almost got it. You almost got it. <laughs> Steve Harvey says some shit like that. If you throw a rock and a pile of dogs. The one that hollers is the one you hit. He said all of that just to say a hit dog holler. That's it. Use 87 words to say something he could have said in three. <laughs> You're right. I kind of liked his version of it because I used to be, it used to be a thing where like, hey, it could be a whole group of people. You know what I'm saying? Like this could apply to a lot of them, but you'll find the most vulnerable person. Because they could be that they whole group, but the one on that it. stands out and speak up, be like, ah, okay, got you. Yeah, that was hit you. home. It was you. Okay, <laughs> got you. But yeah, man, let's do uh, best cover of a super popular song. Now, the artist who's covering it doesn't have to be the most popular. I'm not, I'm not going to give you that restriction, but I think the song needs to be recognizable. Because how, okay. how could people judge if it's a good cover if we don't even know what the original sound like? So the original has to be popular too. So it can't be Pretty Wings by Maxwell because that's a cover. A lot of people don't even know that's a cover. If here, here's here's the thing. We gotta play the original and the cover. How about that? I like it. 
All right. I like it. So, ladies and gentlemen, and all those in between and outside of those constructs, this has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast, the podcast where two young professionals bring issues to the table. We just chopped it up. I'm going to co-host Marvin, Young Saint, Charles Lake Xavier, That Man Beyond, Dion Slanders, Petty Pendergrass, Young Matches Malone, Mr. Two-Faced, and the man to the right of me can only be. Nacho Man Candy Savage, Lord of the Wings, Jabba in the Cut, The Wholesome Dude, Fat Boy Slim, Grits and Gravy, The F and F and D, one half of this P.O.D., He is I and I am him, Slim with the Tilted Brim is Frank, and we just dropped it up. You can email us at the Samurai Professionals Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at the Samurai Pros. Hit us up with any questions, comments, or even topic suggestions. Please submit questions. We love hearing what I have to say. You can reach me on Twitter, Instagram, or especially, just about any other social media. Especially if they questions like this. <laughs> but yes. the fact that we had two, I, I've actually been holding on to those, so we haven't had time. But I don't know. We If we can get some more, like, that was interesting. I, I like those. We definitely want to turn that into a segment. Y'all hit us up with more questions. We'd like to at least hit by three or four a show. So send them questions in so we can chop them up. Ooh. Uh, you could reach me at I Can Only Be Frank. And where can they find you, Moff? You can find me everywhere at Marvin X Adams. This has been another episode of the Samurai Professionals Podcast. Peace. Peace and love.